Welcome to the New Missions Podcast, helping you live life on mission. Today we're having a conversation about how you can make where you work better and think of your workplace as your mission field. And I'm joined today by one of our team members, Christine Batchelder, and we're going to have a conversation about how our organization employs a culture called the Day Family and how you can make where you work better. Let's enjoy this conversation. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Tim Dutellis, and I'm actually switching roles. I'm sitting on the other side to be interviewed. Normally, I'm interviewing guests and asking the questions, but today I have with me one of our team members, Christine Batchelder. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. You're on the hot seat. I'm How does it seat. feel, Tim? It feels good. Well, you come with great experience. <laughs> Your background is in journalism and television and media, so you're extremely well qualified for this. So I'm looking forward to us having a conversation on how we can live life on mission right where we are, specifically where we work. How may where we work be better because we're there? And I love the conversation, specifically because you really had an influence in my life, especially when we first met 10 years ago. It was right around the earthquake, and you know that experience really shook us to the core. And I remember you always saying, your mission field is right where your two feet are. It may be Haiti, it may not be Haiti, but you can make a difference in someone's life at the grocery store, at your place of work. And you were so intentional about saying that to us. And I really took that to heart and it made such a huge difference from that point forward. I always went to work at News 13, I always remember this, thinking, okay, I think I was intimidated, probably like most people, that I needed to evangelize. I needed to have Bible verses. And those are great. And those are important. And the Lord may lead you to give someone a Bible verse. But it may start with something very simple. And I'd like you to start out by talking about that, because that was so powerful for me to just, oh, wow, it it could start with, hey, how's your day going? Like, you know, if you see someone who's hurting, are you Okay. Right. Your mission field is right where your two feet are standing. I, I remember when that, I guess, awareness came to me after I left Haiti, actually. I was living in Haiti with my parents and came back to the States to go to college. And I felt like I was leaving all my significance behind where, you know, being the missionary in Haiti, how cool is that? But then coming back to the States, I felt like I was leaving the mission field. And it hit me. Why can't your mission field be right where your two feet are? And so your workplace, your home, your school, wherever you are today make where you are your mission field. And it really does start with being available to others, you know, what's happening in their lives and us taking a true concern to other people. So how did that start for you when you came back? You said that, you know, that was a shocker for you. So how did you intentionally start making it your mission field? Yeah, personally, I went off to college pretty quickly and school was, I went to a community college that wasn't Christian and then I ended up finishing off at a Christian school And I'll never forget, my gosh, this throws me back to a a gentleman by the name of Rich McElroy. And he and I were in my first college class of marketing, and he kept asking me to go bowling with him. And I remember he was kind of one of those like awkward guys in the class. And I was like, nope, I don't want to go hang out with this kid. And finally, I really felt in my heart, no, he's a loner. Go bowling with the guy. What's it going to hurt? And did you know, we became best friends. And at the time, uh, this is going to get me emotional. I didn't know you were going to ask me this. I recorded a project called Continue On, and I would travel to youth groups around the Northeast and do music. And 
I asked Rich, hey, what are you doing Friday night? He's like, I got no plans. So why don't you come on the road with me? And he would go to the concerts where I would sing. And then they would typically take up an offering for new missions. So in the car going back home, I asked Rich, would you count the offering? Because I didn't really want to know. So he became the money guy and he would count the offering, you know, and, and tell me how much they gave or read the check or whatever. You know, it was one of those moments. You know, he wasn't a Christian. Oh, wow. Until later in our relationship, like literally months later on a drive home, he decided to make Jesus Lord of his life in my car. Wow. I know. So can you talk about that moment? Because I think I think that's so fascinating. You know, because pe- some, sometimes we think, oh, it's, it's got to happen overnight. And we really do right. need to be patient. Yeah, we do. And, and you know, that story, again, I, I totally, unfortunately, forgot about that whole journey. Um, but to me, I've, I've often looked at evangelism as it's personal, right? It's personal evangelism. And so I need to be personal first. Live my life that you may see Christ in and through me. And so for Rich, he saw me go to a church, share, saying whatever I did. And then he saw me afterwards grabbing pizza and, you know, or going bowling or in the marketing class at the community college in Quinsigamon Community College in Worcester, Massachusetts. I mean, so he saw my life every day, you know, the good, the bad and the challenging. And I think that does speak because you see the realness of a person, but then you also see the realness of your faith. And it's not just only quoting scripture, but it's just being a friend and being authentic and being available. And I think for Rich at that time, you know, he was that guy that probably didn't have a lot of friends, right? And I took the time to say, yeah, let's go bowling together and spend some time together. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, how can somebody in the workplace make it their mission? Yeah. So workplace environment really intrigues me because we spend a lot of time at work, don't we? I mean, you're at home, some of the day, but you're at work a lot of the day. And this podcast is dedicated to helping you live life on mission. And I think the question I often raise is, how can we make where we work better? And this is our mission field. And so for new missions, as a Christian organization, it may be a little easier at times thinking, of course, you can live out your faith at work, or you can make that your mission field. But what about someone that may not be in a Christian environment? And it really comes down to your personal values and what you believe and how you show that to other people. And I'm convinced because I've had some conversations with some friends that work in, you know, some mainstream environments that are challenging at times. And maybe some would even interpret as toxic, but reality is even if you're not the boss or in charge, or you are designing the corporate culture, you can exemplify your own personal culture, your own personal values. So here at new missions internally, we have some core values Uh, The first is spiritual growth. We care about the spiritual growth of each of our team members. And then secondly, the family priority, you know, their home life. How are your kids? How's your spouse? Uh, We have a positive attitude as team members, which means, you know, we're going to come in and we're going to hit the day asking the question, hey, you know, how can I give it my best? I'm I'm positive about it. The outlook's good. And then also we're self-motivated as a core value, which really to me is a level of maturity. I had a conversation and it was maybe a hard conversation at the time with a team member here and years ago, and he was just struggling with some management of the priorities of the day, right? You know, how do I get this done or that done? And the analogy I gave him is, you know, when you're a young kid, you, you know, somebody grabs your hand and walks you across the street or they kind of really help navigate you, you know, they're guiding you, but then you grow up and you become self-motivated, you know? And so that's important as an individual, you are self-motivated. And then lastly is, is teamwork. You know, we're flexible, accountable, reliable. 
and respectful to one another. And I think in the workplace, if we embody those values and show that to our coworkers, then you create a culture of care and concern. And here at New Missions, I really have anchored it around an umbrella that we call the day family. Mm. And so that we really just look out for one another. New Missions has been around for over 30 years. I'd like you to talk a little bit about how you've seen that day family like grow Mm -hmm. and be so rich and just coming from the outside. I mean, I had volunteered with New Missions for 10 years Mm -hmm. and there's that one layer of the volunteer. But then once you come into the inner layer, you wonder, is it for real? Really and truly, is this for real? And you're like, oh, wow, they really do live out their faith. And, you yeah. know, we pray every week and yep. uh, we do look out for one another. There, There is that, that caring community, but that takes a lot of time. Sure. It takes great leadership. But I'd like you to talk a, a little bit about, you know, how that all gets started. And because mm-hmm. you've obviously seen a lot of changes. Sure. Yeah. My, my personal journey with New Missions, obviously, I was there when it began in tents. We camped out in tents for three months. My mother and father moved our family to Haiti when I was 11. And really back then, you know, the, the, if I could summarize new missions, it would just be radically dedicated to a calling. You know, mom and dad were just all in and we were pioneers starting with nothing. I mean, literally pioneers living down a dirt road with no electricity. It was so, so remote. Now, you know, you fast forward, you do have an organization with you know, team members in the U.S. and then overseas. And it's really a question of how are we united together as a family serving God? And he's technically the CEO. And that's how I've often seen it is, you know, we all work for the same boss. And I've even had that conversation with other organization leaders. They're like, hey, do you have any trade secrets you could share? I'm like, there are none. You know, we all work for the same CEO. But internally as a culture, it's really been the question, how can we be dedicated to this calling? And I don't know anything else that summarized dedication than family, right? You're dedicated to your family. You know, if there was a crisis right now in Orlando, let's say a tornado touchdown or a hurricane was coming, the people you're going to run to to care for first are your family, right? You're going to say, where's my family? And that's how I see new missions as an organization. We care about one another like family, especially those that we serve overseas, especially the donors that entrust you know, their support to us and the team that we serve with side by side every day to fulfill the work. We're family. We're dedicated. But you mentioned something that I think is very important in the fact that really and truly God is our CEO. Yes. And it reminds me of the scripture in Galatians, Galatians five twenty two through 23, where it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Mm. When we put God first, you know, when we have the Holy Spirit with us, yes. we should be living out those fruits of the Spirit and they should spill out into everything that we do from our work to our family. And that's the kind of the culture exactly that you guys have created. And you know, that's a great thermometer, you know, if we're following Christ and he is technically the boss, then what we should exemplify is the values of him and us, which is exemplified through the fruit of the spirit, which really embodies our day family and our culture. And ultimately my encouragement to us, anyone saying, yeah, I do want to live out my mission field right where I work. What does that look like? Well, my boss is kind of a creep and I don't really get along with them. Here's the deal. You want to serve Colossians 3.23, you know, 
don't work unto earthly masters, you know, you work unto the Lord. It's an inheritance from him that you're seeking. So the reality is God is your CEO. So Mm. give him your very, very best. Even if the boss may be problematic at times, you can still show the world, you can still show the workplace that you're dedicated. And then what they see through you is that fruit of the spirit. And that does speak in a way your behaviors and your actions show everyone what you believe. And that is so huge. I remember that brings to mind, I actually had an incident where, you know, I was working with someone who was not very kind. I was working at a a secular workplace and your human reaction is to react in a way that may not be so kind. But when you react in kindness or you go out of your way to be kind to that person, it may be two months down the line, it may be immediate, it may be years down the line. But I remember a couple of years later, that person came up to me and said, I don't get it. Why were you? Hmm. I was really a jerk to you. Why were you so kind? And it opens up the door to to talk about your faith and and why we believe. Right. And the world we live in now with social media, I think people know where you are on Sunday. You know, they know you go to church or they may know you're at Bible study or they may know that you believe in the Bible because you share scripture, but then they see you at the office and they think, do they really, do they really believe? Do you really show what you know? And I think that's where we can make where we work better um, by really role modeling the values of God's scripture through the fruit of the spirit, as you mentioned. And then for us as a day family, it's just being dedicated and concerned and caring for one another. So if people have never done this before, Mm -hmm. but they're like really encouraged and they're like, wow, I, I really believe in this. I want my work environment to be better because of me. How do they go about doing that? You know, obviously we work in a, in a Christian organization, sure. but if they work in a secular organization, how do they go about tangibly doing something like that? I would encourage first to ask the question, for those that are near you in the workplace, do you really know and are concerned about them as a person, not just the projects or the tasks? Because we tend to measure people in work environments by tasks. You know, what project are you working on right now? Did you fulfill your assignment for the project to get done? And we're all contributing to projects and processes in the organization. But what about the person behind the project, you know, or the person behind the task? You know, and it can be the simple question. You see somebody a little frustrated at work at the lunch break and you can tell they're they're not having the best day and you can simply ask, is everything okay? Now, if they don't want to talk about it, it's personal. But sometimes people will open up and you find out that, they have a family member struggling with a, a cancer diagnosis or they're personally kind of going through a funk with something that they just really need someone to talk them through whatever that issue may be. And now you became available to them. It doesn't mean you're going to preach to them or lead them through the book of Leviticus, but it may mean that you actually care and show some concern and maybe you can talk more about it over coffee or it may just be simply the fact that you have a resource that you've gone through that struggle and you say, hey, you know what, there's this book I read or an article and you can share that with them and you start building a bridge. Um, so my encouragement is care about people and not just the work. I mean, I believe our work ethic should be fabulous as believers. If anything, I would say this hands down. I believe Christians should be the best employees. I mean, we should have the work ethic because we're working unto the Lord. We should have great, great work ethic. And I think you you touched on something so important as to being available. You know, I think 
too, and, and you'd probably agree, I would encourage people before they go to work to ask God to use them. Definitely. To pray for those who are in your your workspace. God, how can you use me today? I remember, you know, driving to News 13 and in the car every morning, that was a prayer that I would pray. Lord, who do you need me to touch today? Who needs a touch of your love? And when you pray that prayer, it was amazing who God would put in your path, either who would need a kind word or somebody was struggling. Like you said, it's it really is just being open and available and maybe too, you know, sometimes your day may be disrupted and you have to be okay with that, being flexible. Now that's a good word about praying for your team members and being available. I think where we work can be better when we do put ourselves in that position to be aware that this is a mission field too. Mm. You know, it's not just a place of work. And even here at New Missions, being a Christian mission organization, you know, how do we make where we work still <laughs> the mission field? I was just going to ask you that because, okay, so we work at New Missions. Right. So how do you consider New Missions right. a mission field? Yeah. For me, it comes back to the people. You know, when I think about the teachers and the nurses and the pastors overseas, it's how do we serve them and empower them to make a difference where they are? And then here in Orlando, uh, and even the volunteers that come through, you know, how can we be concerned about their lives and how God is using them with their talent and ability? And so the team members here at New Missions, you know, yourself and others, it's, you know, how's God using you at home through the workplace here? And then also in other adventures you may be in, outside of this building because God wants to use us to shine his love and his light to the world. Mm -hmm. And even when we're here in this building, it's to empower and encourage one another. And then outside of here, it's the same, you know, how can we do more of that elsewhere? Absolutely. I think that's, that's so important. Anything else that you would like to add? I think I would just probably mention, you know, when it comes to living life on mission in the workplace, some would say, Tim, I don't have the freedom maybe that you may have in a mission organization to to be the Christian, you know, mm. and sometimes I feel a little oppressed where I work. My encouragement to you is, as Christine mentioned, you know, pray about your coworkers by name, but then also exemplify that work ethic that gives you opportunity to have conversations, you know, be available, show concern to your coworkers. But I really believe that in the environment of a workplace, when the culture is about serving others, and really going the extra mile, as scripture talks about, I believe you can really be that difference maker in that workplace. And God will orchestrate the opportunities. Um, and then also when it comes to living life on mission, as an evangelist, you know, people think, how am I supposed to share my faith? I think people see it. You know, they see how much you love God by how you care for others, how you react to them, how you engage them. And just go ahead and be that person uh, that really exemplifies the fruit of the Spirit in your life. And I believe that will lead the way for you to make where you work better. The greatest mm -hmm. sermon many people may ever hear is the life that you live. They may not go to church, but they are watching. Totally watching. And I've always been amazed that people that you don't even think are watching are in fact watching. So it's so important for us. And it's it's a great responsibility that God has given us and entrusted us with you know, to be consistent. Yes. But I think it goes back to your values of that spiritual growth, how important it is for us to be in prayer, to be in the word, 
because otherwise we won't exemplify those fruits of the spirit. And you can embody that where you work, even if that environment is not a Christian mm-hmm. organization. You personally can walk in the door every day with your own core values and live that. And I believe that it will show and it will shine. And I would say probably one other final thought is we often don't see all the harvest. We never will, because that's God's orchestration. Mm. You know, there may be a season of life I'm sowing into somebody a, a little part of the gospel and somebody else may see the harvest years later or weeks later or months later. But let's all do our part and let's all be on mission together and let God complete the tapestry of his kingdom at work. And I think that's beautiful. What an incredible journey we get totally. to be on and how God invites us yes. on this. I mean, when you think about it, he's God, he's so powerful. He really doesn't need us, but he invites us. And I I just think it's so neat to be on mission. Yes. Like, like you said, your mission is wherever your two feet are. Yeah, let's go live that. And I hope you're encouraged today uh, to live life on mission right where you work. Christine, thanks for being on the team. I'm enjoying the journey that we're on here, making where we work better as we love and serve others. And I think also we're encouraged today to be reminded that it does start right where we are. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. This is great. It was a great time. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening today to the New Missions Podcast, helping you live life on mission. Right now, I want to invite you to join us in prayer for some projects that we're seeking funding for. These are priority projects specifically in the area of construction. You can visit newmissions.org forward slash projects. Because this month, as it's Valentine's Day, we think of how we love those around us, but we invite you to love your mission, which is new missions. So thanks for partnering with us and helping us to serve the lives of children and families across the island of Hispaniola. Until next time, remember, live life on mission right where you are, because your mission field is wherever you are and wherever you go.